Welcome to the Business Animal Podcast. Saddle up for a gallop to the top of the animal industry, where you'll learn how to tame your wild business beast with tips, techniques, and tools that will take overwhelm to obedience school and have you wagging your tail with joy. And now your hosts, Kim Beer and Kara Taylor Swift. Hey there, business animals. It's Kim with Be More Business. And Kara with Fast Horse Photography. Hi, Kim. How are you? I'm doing well, Kara. How are you? I'm okay. I've made it to the end of all the photo shoots for 2022. So that feels pretty amazing. So now I'm just in that time period where I'm getting a bunch of orders in for clients and getting ready to to be like my own little version of Santa and go out and deliver everybody's, (laughs) you know, photographic Christmas presents. So yeah, it's been, it's a good time right now. Feeling good. Aww. Feeling better than you were. I feel like I climbed that mountain. Yeah. Like you ate the frog. <laughs> I like the ate the frog there you analogy. Go. Yeah. It was a big frog this year. <laughs> a big frog. Well, big frogs come with big rewards. So hopefully that will keep on moving you in that direction. Yeah. So that's awesome. That's awesome. I am still in my lovely year-end lull right now where it's not so crazy busy in my life and I'm recording training videos and and thinking about that big picture still and I just I've been living in my bliss for the last month and a half really so Oh, I know that nice. it's, it's all going to come to a to a screeching get on the get on the airplane and fly away into lots of activity after the first of the year. So, yeah, yep. still January here still we breathing. come. <laughs> true that, true that. January here we come. So today we're going to be talking about an interesting topic for me, and that is it's a question that I love to ask people because you get a lot of different answers, and that's how do you measure success? How do you look at yourself? We all say this, right? We want to be successful. It's it's important that we be successful. We need to have a successful business or we're building a successful business or a successful life or successful marriage or successful parenting, but when we say those things, we need to attach meaning to what the word success means in that sentence. And it's something I I wonder if people always slow down and are able to think about. So do you have a, a solid measurement for success? You know, I think of success kind of like, I think I even wrote it in our notes. It's like kind of like a moving target. It's always changing. It's always evolving from just season to season. But the big things at my core, like one of the biggest things for me is, is time, you know, time and, and the ability to control my time and use my time the way that makes sense to me. And that might be in terms of money and wealth, which is one of our big three that might be working when I want to work and, and doing it in a way that makes sense. It might be related to my family In terms of having time to go to my son's soccer games and to spend time snuggled on the couch with my husband or take my dogs for walks. And then that third piece around like, do I feel like my life has value, you know, out in the greater world? Am I doing things that with a purpose? And so those are some of the core things that they come back with. But I love that thought process that success is like a moving target. Like it is something that is always evolving always changing. And so when someone asks that question, it's it's like sometimes you do have to really sit down and do the work to figure out what that means. I mean, what do you think about that? 
I do. I think it's true. I think that as we grow older, success definitely shifts. What success means makes a huge difference because our makes them gets different in our world because of how how our lives change, right? What what a 20-year-old defines success as is very different than what somebody in their 30s, 40s, or 50s even defines success as. And I I agree it is a moving target. But having the thought process behind it to say what right now, maybe that's the better term, what does success mean to you right now mm-hmm. is a really important question to ask ourselves because when we don't have an attachment to an understanding of what success is to us, we could never reach that, right? If you don't know where you're going, how do you know when you get there? It's, you know, it's that paradox of of how do you know when you've arrived if you don't know where you were going to begin with. So that's what we're going to have a, a fun discussion about today is, is how do you, how do you look at your life and how do you perceive what success is? And we have three areas we're going to take a look at pretty carefully in this episode. And those are our big three for today. The first one is money and wealth. That's a typical one that people define success by. The second one is happiness and joy. So there's there's people out there that that are definitely defining their success by that. And then finally, by doing good and making a difference. So those are another way that people can usually attach a measurement to success. And it's it, the answer to what that measurement is, is going to be different for every single person that is listening to this episode or walking around on the planet. So let's dive into the first one, which is money and wealth. And I think this one is one that we tend to compare ourselves to other people in terms of success. Like where I, I have to keep up with the Joneses or I have to look at, am I successful in terms of what's turned in on my tax report or what's at the end, the bottom of the spreadsheet at the end of the year? And what I find funny about money and wealth in particular as measurements of success, I look at my, my one of my favorite populations, which, is, which are farmers. And the, the kind of age old thing that my mother told me when I first started taking over the the management of the ranch is she says, well, here's the, here's the thing. (laughs) Farmers seek to lose money every year and retire a (laughs) multimillionaire. So it is, it's when you put the, when you put the pencil to the paper at the end of a year of being a farmer, you see huge losses. I mean, it's, it's many, many times you've invested way more in what you have produced than you have made. And what happens in that process, though, is you've improved so much around you and you you like leapfrog up for the next step. And it's an interesting thing. So I think if you measured your success based on the number at the end of the balance sheet in December, then you would you would not see see success if you measured that against your your neighbor who might be in a completely different field. Does that make kind of a weird sense of, of how money can be an illusion? Yes, absolutely. And I think there's something to be said for, you know, you mentioned keeping up with the Joneses and that sort of thing and having that day-to-day 
instantaneous like wealth or the ability to pay your bills, you know, that's, that's essential of course. But I try to think about this a little differently now that I'm older, I'm in my forties. So when I think about money and wealth, I try to think about it in terms of, am I working towards the goal of saving for my retirement? Am I starting to put away, do I, you know, have I done enough that I can start to put away for my son's future education, whatever that looks like, you know, for him. I start trying to think about it in terms of longer term and less about the day to day. Like I've never been someone that's had to compare myself to others by driving a car that is as nice as my neighbors or having a house that's as nice as my neighbors or as a horse that's as well-bred as my neighbors. I don't have to, those things were never important to me anyway, but I do notice that as I get older, I start to think about success more in terms of long-term goals instead of how much money right now is in my bank account that I can go out and shop with, if that makes sense. So I don't know. Have you noticed that as you're, as you've aged that your definition of wealth and success in terms of money and investments and that sort of thing has changed? I think that I think it's a function not only of your age, but I think it's a function of where you are in the societal structure, right? Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people, like when I work with entrepreneurs, there are a lot of entrepreneurs that come from situations where money was a struggle in their family, like in their family life growing up. Mm -hmm. They're not coming from places of extreme wealth. That's the the one of the coolest things I think that the internet has done for us as well as as well as a little bit of a loosening of attitude in our culture around that is being able to make entrepreneurship more accessible to people who traditionally would not have been able to access entrepreneurship. And I have a lot of, I teach a lot of classes for SCORE and SQUARE ONE and and organizations that are specifically designed to serve all populations of entrepreneurs, but to especially to lift up the entrepreneurs who who didn't come from from wealth who's who were able to invest a large amount of money into creating a business they're bootstrapping their business up is what they're doing so what i've noticed in in my conversations with that particular population about what is success in terms of their business they are definitely even even in a younger generation than we would have imagined they are thinking about exactly what you mentioned how how can they start to create a better future for their children? And a catalyst for the reason that they're becoming entrepreneurs is to be able to do that because it lifts the cap off of what they would be able to accomplish working for an, another organization, right? And, you know, kind of gone are the days like our parents, like my parents, my mother was convinced you got a job, you worked there for the entire existence of your career. And at the end of it, you retired. And that was how you yeah. did it. People don't do that anymore. We move around. In yeah, and that out was of the jobs. goal. But yeah, that security, <laughs> that long term. Yeah, that was the goal, that security, that long term placement that where you just move up through the ranks and then eventually retire. And you're seeing today more and more people are cobbling together four or five jobs. But, you know, in order to have, I think, freedom, in order to have more freedom over their yeah. their time and their ability to move through the world and travel and all of that. So that's such a good point. Well, but here's the here's the downside for people in your and my generation. We're both Gen Xers, 
And the thing is that we were raised by the generation of people who felt that they needed to have that job for, you know, they worked their job for 40 years and retired. And what can happen in that, so we're talking about measuring success, you grew up with this paradigm where that's how you had to live. And that was the measure of success. When you retired at the end of your career and you got the gold watch and the, the, you know, the, Mm -hmm. the retirement bonus, that was the, that was the report card, right? And now we don't have that anymore. Our generation kind of started that. And then it got really scary with millennials because they're the ones who, who have gotten into the practice. Of, of really switching up the job market, which I find amazing. And again, I think has opened up that door for entrepreneurship, but creating that wealth that's going to move down, that is going to last beyond your lifetime, I think is yeah. a measurement of how we would look at, at the end of our life, especially looking back and saying, this was successful because I moved the generational target forward. I did better than my parents did. And I moved us into a different, and this is a bad term, but a different tax bracket. (laughs) So I moved us up the, the level. And then we're looking at the bottom of that balance sheet again. But you have to, again, like I said, that's a very different experience from my farmer neighbors who who have something totally different. I think at the end, when they look at what they're passing on to their kids or what they're leaving behind, they're they're like, it's not the it's not the wealth built up in the bank account. It's the how much did I improve the land or how much did I add value to the ranch that I am building up. So there's a, there's, it's different for everybody, I think is what we're trying to say here, (laughs) but you got to find yours. Well, and I think that moves us very nicely into our next big three, which is happiness and joy. And I love how you talked about in number one around money and wealth about, you know, comparing yourself to the Joneses. But I think today, especially with the onset of like social media, happiness and joy can be a lot like that too, where you're comparing your, it can, your happiness and joy is being always compared to that of the people that you see online, you know, and because, because people are sharing their highlight reels, of course, you know, and all of these, yeah, and you know, there's people out there that are, influencers or they're kind of creating this brand that looks like they spend their days driving around in campers and visiting national parks and, you know, dancing on the edge of cliffs. And you're seeing that and you're like, well, I went to work today, (laughs) you know? And so there's, so now instead of comparing ourselves to the Joneses with the cars we drive and the house we live in and the landscaping in our front yard or, you know, whatever that might be, the schools our kids go to, it's almost like there's, there's some of that happening with our freedom to move through the world and go and do and not be tied to a nine to five office job, you know? So it's, it's almost like there's this level of that comparison that's now happening with happiness and joy. You know, are you as happy as the other people in your industry? Are you as happy as your friends that you follow on online? Are you as happy as the people that, you know, you're surrounding yourselves, whether you actually know them or not, whether they're just digital friends or, or not. Right. I mean, do you feel that way? Like there's some, that that's a new shift. Oh, I do. And another thing, so I'm going to bring this back to my entrepreneurs again, because I keep thinking in this episode, especially of the people who are in my classes Mm -hmm. in score and square one, 
I think another place that I should have added a, a another word to this big three, and it should be happiness, joy, and ease, because I think we also judge our success based upon how easy things are for us. And I think in particular, sure. when it comes to entrepreneurship, we look at that Instagram feed of, of a business that we admire, and we see how easy it looks on the surface of that business. And then when it becomes hard for us, then we don't feel successful because it's much more difficult. What you don't see is all of the behind the scenes though for that Instagram account and having a business is difficult. It's not an easy proposition every single day at least, but there's a happiness and joy in that as well. But it's just, uh, it's interesting to see. And I think this definitely contributes to the mental health stress in our culture and yes. our life is being able to look at that Instagram feed and go, well, I don't know how to be that happy or I don't know how to be that successful that easy. So it's going back and looking at looking and understanding and taking a a little bit of a moment to say, yes, you are only seeing the highlight reel. You're not yeah. seeing the the downs and the ups and the everything else. So, so yeah, don't judge yourself by that. And also, you also have to have a, a definition of, of, just like you have to have a definition of success, you need to have a definition of what is happiness to you and what is joy to you. Maybe happiness might be dancing on the edge of the cliff and and having some fun out there in front of in front of your camper but happiness might also be being able to curl up on the sofa and take a nap with your cat <laughs> that, that's a personal happy point for my for my life <laughs> that's right <laughs> well there's definitely something to that saying i mean we've all heard comparison is the thief of joy there's something to that i mean yeah. you can't look at others and what they're doing in their lives to measure your own success it's so tempting, but it just doesn't work, you know, because like you said, success means many different things to different people. So the only person you need to be comparing yourself is to that person that you were yesterday. Did you get your nap in today like you did yesterday? You know, you've got to You've got to think yeah. about it that way, I think. <laughs> and I think about like when we did our Cottonwood photography experience last year and sitting with the photographers and, you know, I sat down and I, I with several of them and I said, you know, what would a successful year look like for you in your business? And some of them were saying, well, you know, I want to have a successful portrait business where this is what I do full time. And other photographers were saying, I'd like to be able to buy a new camera next year, or I'd like to be able to travel and go to a workshop next year. So their definition of success for their little business was very different across the spectrum and being able to, for them to say, well, this is what I did last year and only comparing themselves to the business owner they were last year versus this year it was, I think to me, kind of even an eye-opening experience for me to be able to think, okay, so their level of success, this is it for them and that's good. And they can grow from that and be happy with that every single year. What do you think about that? I do. I think that, well, I think that you're back to the, what we talked about very, the very first point we made in this episode is that success is a moving target and you level up. So smart people are people who don't stress themselves out. Let me rephrase that. (laughs) They're going to, they're going to, they're going to rung their way up to success. I'm the person who tends to go, I need to do, I go for the big pie. 
first. You know, I don't, I don't go, oh, I would like to have another camera next year. I'm like, okay, I need to, you know, make eight figures or something. I'd love to make eight <laughs> figures. That would be kind of fun. Gone are the days of, you notice like on social media now, those six figure people, they're all seven. Yeah. <laughs> So inflation oh, up has now. hit <laughs> has hit the the you can make seven figures now instead of six figures for for next year. Okay, I digress on that. But I think that you do level up as you go through the process of of reaching your success goals and reaching a success goal means that you now are at the place that you can level up a little further in, in your life and in your business. And I think that does help you move forward a little bit better. And, and every year I sit at the end of the year and I take a look at what I want my next year to look like. And I'm going to tell you, I have been like majorly derailed in 2020. We all were derailed in 2020, 2021 and 2022 for me were all years that that planning process got derailed. And so now I have a little bit of PTSD at looking at 2023 and saying, this is the way, this is what I would like for that to turn out. But I do like to look forward. And I want to know how things are going to show up. And and what I, I asked myself, you know, what would be a successful year at the end of the year? How would I feel about that? And I want my my year and my business to support the life that I want to live versus my year and my life supporting the business I think I should have. And that as an entrepreneur, I think that was one of the biggest shifts I've made in my own world. And I did it several years ago, understanding that I needed to retool my business so that it supported my happiness and joy because out of the things on this list, the last one we're going to talk about is actually the most important to me, but this one is becoming more and more and more important to me every single year that I sit down and I look at that next year, the joy factor needs to be in there more often because it's, it is a really important thing to be happy with your life and your business should be designed so that it supports that happiness and joy in your life and it doesn't drag you down. So in terms of this happiness and joy and ease, big three, number two, we're talking about here, I think there are some things that, that we can consider. For example, are we proud of ourselves? You know, are you proud of yourself? Do you believe in this life that you're living? You know, this world you've created for yourself. In general, do you feel accomplished? Do you like how you spend your days? And I think that comes back, Kim, to what you were just talking about, about building a career, a job, a business that supports your life. You know, are you happy with how you spend your days? Another thing I like to think about or consider when I'm thinking about happiness is am I part of something bigger than myself? You know, are you part of something bigger than yourself? Do you have people in your life who love you and support you? I know I probably would not even be anywhere near where I am today if I didn't have those people in my life. Do you feel like on a regular basis that you're moving forward and making progress? You know, or you just feel like you're treading water? Are you finding joy in the journey? So this one is huge for me because I have a tendency 
to always be looking for the next thing that's going to bring, you know, success to my business, the next thing that's going to make me happy, you know, always looking for that next thing. And, and it's important. And I've learned this over the years that you have to find joy in the right now and joy in the journey, you know, or, or are you always looking for that next thing that'll finally bring you success? So just stopping and thinking about that piece of it, I think is huge. And that for me takes sometimes a physical act of, you know, reassessment. And then just asking yourself, am I, am I happy right now? Do I feel happy right now? I think that if we can start to consider some of those questions around our businesses and around our lives in general, under the category of happiness, joy, and ease, that it might bring, I don't know, it might bring some awareness, at least at a minimum, to some of the things that we're doing in our business that maybe aren't a healthy way to measure success. So what do you think about some of those questions? I I do. I think sitting down and asking yourself that is a good measure of, of ascertaining whether or not you are measuring your happiness and joy and ease by your own scale or whether you're doing it by somebody else's. I think, again, this this goes back into a category where you have to really get to know yourself in order to be able to answer the question, am I happy? So many times, and I, I think this is especially true of women in particular, we've been told we're happy. <laughs> You know, yeah. you're happy in that situation. <laughs> you're, you're, you know, you're happy. And that, and I know we have a lot of women listening to this and that's something we have to start learning how to define for ourselves, not being defined by somebody saying, oh, you're happy in that situation. That's, yeah. you know, or you look happy or, you know, that's the, that's the trick to all of this is to is to understanding i guess the, i guess the emphasis on this podcast episode's title should be how do you measure success with your own life and not yeah. measure success against somebody else you're measuring it within you and i think that those questions help you drill down in that but i'm going to caution people if you answer a question like are you proud of yourself and the answer is if you're really honest and the answer is no then it's time to to do some work around what do you need to wrap up with your unfinished business? What limiting beliefs do you need to let go of? You know, where do you need to go on that journey to find out what does proud mean to you and how can you create that for yourself versus trying to do it through this like, filter of everything around you and everyone around you. And Kara was very right at the beginning of this particular point in saying, be careful of, of that filter, including people on social media. That's not always the place that you want to be looking to say, I, I would be proud of myself if I could do this, or I would be happy if I could do that. Yeah. Be careful because that's a, that is a slippery slope. I think this Kara moves us into the point about the final piece of this, which is doing good and making different, making a difference, which is another way that a lot of people take a look at their lives and say, I'm successful or I need to do something more. Do you look at this point and, and kind of a judge from your year or your life and say, 
maybe my maybe my money wasn't that great this past little piece of my life or maybe I I went through some stuff <laughs> in that part. Yeah. But I showed up for for other people or I showed up for the planet or I showed up for the animals in my life and I made a difference there. So maybe it wasn't so much of of that traditional success level, but now I can look at things and say, yes, but I, I impacted this many lives and that has to count for something. Absolutely. So I've always been someone that kind of defines myself by the way that I could use my work to give back to the community. So that was really, that was an easy it was super easy to do that when I was doing domestic violence and sexual assault work. I was easily able to connect my work and my life to how I was giving back to my community. So when I left that career and started my business as an equine photographer, I had to reevaluate what that looked like because if you're someone that defines yourself on how you know, as a do-gooder in your community or a caregiver or someone that is helping people, how do you make that mental shift when you go to a job that doesn't feel like the same level of community caring as I was doing as a domestic violence and sexual assault advocate? So I had to think about, and I really had to, to shift, okay, so as a small business owner, how do I support my community? How do I give back to my community? Um, how do I support causes that have meaning to me? And, you know, getting my business to a place where I could then monetarily or through in-kind donations support causes that I believe in was an indicator of success for me. And even though I wasn't still physically doing the helping work, I was able to contribute in my own way through my little business. And then, of course, I was able to then support causes that had meaning to me. And then the last piece of this under, you know, doing good and making a difference is I just this year started offering mentorships for equine photographers, for young professionals that, you know, want to move into the field or they want to grow their their equine photography business or they want to learn more about in-person sales. And so that was a new thing I did this year for myself that is another way that I feel like fast horse photography is giving back and making a difference. What do you think about that, Kim? I, I think that's all very accurate. You've given some wonderful examples of career, but you know, making a difference and doing good can also be more local to someone. It could be that you're home for Easton, that you made a huge difference in his experience of growing up. It can make a difference in or it can it can mean like you spend time with your husband or your, your yeah. spouse or your significant other or supporting someone through health issues. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't have to be an entire community. It could be one individual. Yeah. And I think in this particular one, the people, the population that comes to my mind that, that I really think would are impacted by this that aren't talked about a lot in the definition of success are people who do animal rescue. Those people who go out and help animals find successful homes or help animals in situations that aren't great, be able to find a better situation to be in, or who are willing to take animals that are in a physical condition that possibly would not be able to be resolved 
but they can live with that and and find joy and happiness in their own world and and being able to tend to them through that. So I think there's a a huge population of people and probably some of them that listen to this podcast that that's a measure of success for them. How many animals did they help or how much did they help one animal be able to lead a, a positive life in a situation that probably wasn't starting out to be a positive life. So all of those things are important. I know that, that they're going back to my, my favorite little farmer people around here is I know for them, some of them measure success as to how happy their cows are or how, how happy their horses are, or in my case, it's the goats. And let me tell you, if you don't keep goats happy, you are very well aware you're not making a difference in their world. (laughs) (laughs) They they definitely have opinions about um, your, your success in keeping them happy. So yeah, making a difference is huge. I, a lot of what I do, I do a lot of volunteer speaking for entrepreneurship and a lot of volunteer trainings, especially through SCORE. And I, I know that when I sit in those rooms and I talk to those entrepreneurs who are just starting out on their entrepreneurial journey, they're baby entrepreneurs. And it's so much fun for me because I feel like I can have a little bit of a catalyst in their future success, even if it's a small piece, even if it's to kind of keep them going for one more year or one more week or one more month and, or to find out something new that they didn't know, it does make me feel good. And honestly, this is my top value is to make a difference. And if I'm not making a difference, the other two equations in this conversation with happiness and money do not matter. Because if I'm not making a difference out in the world, it's it's a problem. So it's a problem. So I, I do think this one is is big. I also want to mention there's one other population that I think really falls under that. And those are the people that are working towards creating a better environment for everyone. Mm -hmm. I think this is another group that makes a big impact that sometimes doesn't feel as successful as they truly are in many ways. So yeah, so all of that. So I have an exercise that you guys can try. Should Is this a good time for that, Kara? Do you think we should introduce that? Yeah, go ahead. And um, I think that's a great way to end the episode is by just explaining the activity because we would definitely love to hear from folks that have done the activity. So yeah. let us know. Kim, fill us in on that. Sure. So many times when we think of success, we think of the things that we've just done right? So if you ask me, where do I feel successful right now? I would tell you things that are very recent. Like I published my book on Amazon in September. That's something I'm super proud of. And and I would consider that a success. But here's the truth. There's a lot more successes in my life than just that. And so it's, it's really nice to spend a few minutes and go back and look at either your year or maybe even the last three years and take a look at the things that you've accomplished along your path towards success. So what you're going to do is you're going to take, it, it, this is for a year, by the way. So if you do it for four years, you would 
you would divide your paper up differently. But take a piece of paper and fold it into quadrants or take four pieces of paper if you've got a lot to do. So basically what we're wanting to work is with a quadrant. A year is typically divided for a business into quarters. So you have quarter one, quarter two, quarter three, quarter four. So if you're doing this for a year, go back and look at your calendar or your journal or your client notes or your invoicing software if you're you're looking for money kind of stuff and write down all your accomplishments for the first quarter of the year and then take a look at quarter two and write down what you did. It's not just accomplishments, what you did. So what you did quarter one, what you did quarter two, quarter three, quarter four. If you're doing this for the last four years, take your four pieces of paper and look at 2019 and say, what did I accomplish in 2019 and 2020? And trust me, the 2021 would be highly enlightening for you because 2020 was a year <laughs> we traumatic. all had to learn how to shift. <laughs> Yeah, well, we learned how to shift. And and so what, mm-hmm. what is on the 2019 list is going to look radically different than what's on the 2020 for most people in the world. I, I swear for my son, 2020 didn't change his life at all. <laughs> but for me, it was yeah. hugely dramatic because I didn't, I my life depends a lot on traveling and working away from home and it just didn't happen that year. So looking at what you have done so look at those, look at the things that record what we have done. Go back and look at your social media feed. Go back and scroll through your social media feed back in the history of it for your personal or for your business if you're a person who posts on social media. Any place you can find a record of what what has gone on in your life and and write it down. And I can guarantee you that it'll be a lot more extensive than what you think it's going to be right in this moment. And it's really nice to look at all of those things and then look at at how you measure success. How, how do you look at those last quarters, last years, and base it against some of hopefully the awarenesses you've gotten out of this episode to say, you know, where, where do, where does that really fit into my life? How am I, how am I moving towards what my measure of success is? Or have I made some concessions along the way that have taken me away from what I would feel was a measure of success and really put myself in comparison with someone else or are a reflection of what someone else's expectations are of me. So kind of just look at that as a curiosity exercise. This is not where you go back and judge yourself about, nope, I did good. I get an A or nope, I didn't do so great. I get a D minus. Not about that. Do not go there. What it is about is saying, Am I on the right path or do I need to go and look and examine to see if I need to do something different? And also to look back at all you have done. I Every time I work through this exercise with somebody, I am amazed at how they, they find so much that they've put on the piece of paper. And when I just ask the question right away, it's not a lot, but over time it has accumulated and it's, it's an amazing thing to go back and look at. 
I love that. And I could see that being extremely eye-opening because it's very easy, especially this time of year when we are looking back and we are creating goals to be thinking about, like, if you don't, if you're not constantly logging, I mean, it's, you really do kind of forget all the stuff you do during a year and it's hard to, it can be hard to feel successful. So I love that activity. And I bet it is very eye-opening when you sit down and you go back through your calendar month to month and see, you know, all of the shifts and changes and growths and setbacks and all of those things that you made it through during the year. That has to be pretty powerful. I hope some folks at home right now will let us know if this is something that they do already on a regular basis throughout the year or at the end of the year, or let us know if this is something that you've tried and how that felt and what that did for you, how it shifted potentially where your business goes next year. And then just a quick recap of our big three in terms of, you know, how, how do you measure success? We discussed um, three different things that we think people often use in terms of uh, measuring their success. The first is money and wealth. The second is happiness, joy, and we added ease to that as we went through. And the third is doing good and making a difference. So we hope that you spend a little time, maybe take the time to do the activity, thinking about these three areas and let us know how that went for you. And once again, thank you for joining us today on the episode. Please uh, check us out online at The Business Animal on Instagram and Facebook. And for the photographers that are out there, if you don't already know, we have another podcast called Cowgirls with Cameras, which we do with our good friend and colleague, Phyllis Burchette of Phyllis Burchette Photo. So we'd love for you guys to join us over there if you like photography, are interested in joining us at events potentially in the future. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Business Animal. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you learned something today, leave us a review. To learn more, find us at thebusinessanimal.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, keep your business well-trained with The Business Animal.